This is episode 76 with Rebecca Vexler. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. Energy, 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 connection, yeah. That's how I felt after this chat with Rebecca Vexler. She's a great businesswoman, but more than that, she's an abundantly connected human soul resonating at a frequency that oozes passion and pride for who she is and what she does and the impact she's making on the planet and in other people's lives along her journey. (laughs) If you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen the Instagram story I posted after this interview and I was bouncing off the walls and buzzing because we had such a great chat before and after the interview as well. So Rebecca is Managing Director at Soul Products and Public Speaking, Human Behaviour, Health and the Psychology Behind Business is what she's most passionate about. In this episode, we discuss major health issues that took Rebecca to rock bottom and were her catalyst to build her vibrant business and community, the power and importance of being ethical and sustainable in business and in life, why transparent, no bullshit, authentic and honest communication is a great way to operate in business, what it's like having your mum as your business partner, why understanding yourself and human behavior is so powerful in business and why she thrives in this space. And we discuss so many more interesting avenues. But before we dive in, I wanted to read some feedback from an anonymous listener. To this podcast. I love getting emails and tags on social media where you're listening to an episode and what impact the podcast is making in your life. Please keep sharing. This one is from a lady who gave me a lot of detail but wanted to remain anonymous, which is awesome. But I asked if I could share just a snippet of it and she was more than happy for me to do that. Part of what she said, Brett, you and your guests have completely changed my life. I've been in some dark places and struggled with mental health issues for years. On one of my good days, I was able to listen to your podcast and it immediately uplifted me and gave me hope that I hadn't felt in years. And she went on to give a lot of detail about her dark times and also her recovery process in this email. And then she finished with, I'm now like you in that I'm addicted to podcasts and they're changing the way I think, feel and enjoy life. Please keep shining your light and exposing the inspiring guests in your interviews. I'm so eternally grateful. You! 
Thank you, thank you, thank you to the awesome guests that I'm lucky enough to connect with and expose you to. And thank you to this beautiful soul who emailed me for being open-minded and having the courage to take the steps after the inspiration was triggered. This is a prime example of what I mean when I say that inspiration is the trigger of a cascade of positive effects in our lives and it opens up the aha moments and gives us the opportunity and insight to take action on what's required. If you're a long-time listener or a first-time listener, I really want to hear from you. I'd be super grateful if you could leave a rating and review on iTunes because, as you know, it helps keep this podcast alive by allowing other people to discover it. It it truly does help more than you can imagine with those reviews. And it's easy. You can do it from your app on your phone in just a couple of minutes. And if you don't have an iPhone and don't rate and review through iTunes, but you have an AirDroid, you can do it uh, on that if you're listening through Stitcher. And it means the world to me and helps me understand the ripple effect and impact when I get emails and messages and tags on social media too. Speaking of social media... Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook because we'll be doing some free giveaways over the coming months with some great brands and products that we're aligning with that are truly aligned with our core values, including the beautiful soul products you're about to learn about. You don't want to miss the giveaways. And if the engagement is great from you all, and we need that engagement and that feedback to know whether it's worth it, we'll be able to continue getting the great products and providing more opportunities for you. So follow us on Facebook and Instagram at L-I-F-E-F-O-R-X-L-N-S. Now let's hear from the woman who gave me an abundance of energy from this chat, Rebecca Vexler. So Rebecca, please tell us, what is Soul Cups? (laughs) Well, good question. Soul Cups are basically a reusable coffee cup or a bottle, um, depending on our range, and everything is made from hand-blown glass, which means it's a little bit more of an ethical and sustainable production method. It also means that we're a lot more higher quality in the actual glassware, and we're completely plastic-free. So our lids and sleeves are made from silicon and bamboo for the bottles and that is one of our core missions at Seoul which is to stop plastic production. And we're definitely going to have a big chat about that but can you just tell us also how did it come about? Yes of course such a funny story I mean if you look at what my background was before Seoul I was actually a personal trainer I was in the fitness industry and the health industry and my whole life was making sure that my clients felt empowered in inspired, healthy, happy, you know, fitness was my whole entire life. And I literally went through one of the most insane health experiences personally, where I woke up one day and I couldn't walk. Um, it was very traumatic and took a good, you know, year and a half, almost two years now of rehabilitation emotionally, physically to overcome and get where we are today. But Soul Cups was accidental created within all of this with my mum as both a an avenue of positivity so something to stay focused on and stay inspired by personally and also you know a combination of our actual passions as a family and make sure that 
we, you know, we were fulfilling our, you know, personal goals and personal missions to share our story and, and inspire other people about health and educate them about plastics and create a product that truly authentically transcended all all of these things and and you know it was it was it was this whole crazy combination of circumstance and passion at the same time okay i'm gonna backtrack there can you please elaborate on waking up <laughs> and not being able to walk <laughs> <laughs> yes so basically what happened really was i previously to all of this i had an autoimmune sort of issue of chronic fatigue and i had had that since i was 14 but very well managed. I lived a very, very healthy lifestyle in terms of food and, and obviously fitness, but I was definitely overworking. So I'm, I'm a very stubborn individual. And when I'm passionate about something, I give it everything. And I was running a gym. I was managing many clients. I was also trying to do another startup business, which was in mental health. And I was not leaving any time for my personal health and I really, really burnt out. So my nervous system essentially collapsed and my chronic fatigue developed into something called fibromyalgia, which is chronic pain. And really, I woke up one day and I couldn't walk. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't, I was in so much physical pain from head to toe that I couldn't, you know, get stand up. I couldn't walk to the kitchen. I couldn't pick up a glass because my body went into total weakness. So every muscle that I had wasn't functioning. It was just weak. It was like as if, you know, I was a newborn baby that couldn't hold their head up. Like it was, it was very traumatic and obviously not understanding what fibromyalgia is. Never heard of it in my life, nor did I really understand autoimmune. It was very difficult, you know, emotionally and mentally to actually overcome and understand because when your whole life is fitness and your whole life is about movement, thing really makes sense. So it was, yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of months and months of overcoming that whole, that whole traumatic experience. And how's your health now? How long ago was that? So that was in 2016. That was towards, towards the end of the year. I believe it was around September, if I can remember, maybe October. And obviously where I'm at now, you'd never know. I'm walking. I, I feel fine most of the time, that is. So I'm still managing it. It's, it's not something that goes away. I still have chronic pain issues. There's many times where I'll wake up and I just can't properly function that day. Like I can't really walk up the stairs or I can't walk down the stairs. <laughs> That's usually harder. But it's it's really, really well managed through mental health like you really have to be meditating or content or at least you know balanced with your work life and and making sure you take listen to your body and take time to rest and diet is a huge huge aspect I really have to be on top of things you know no sugar no dairy no gluten all that jazz but in from hindsight from where I was it's like I'm back to normal you know, every, everything's really good where I'm at right now. And how this is brilliant. Everything you're talking about there from the mental, the physical, the diet, everything <laughs> is exactly yeah, what yeah. I teach and coach, believe in. Where did the – when you talk about the diet in particular, where did yeah. your learnings from that come from? Have you connected with naturopaths or a functional medicine practitioner or is it just something – how was that introduced to you? I'm definitely very fortunate and it's quite unique, but my family are a bunch of health freaks. And <laughs> from, you know, from a little girl, I was that weird child at school that didn't have, you know, 
roll up and chips and chocolate. Like I had all the organic sugar-free, chemical-free, preservative-free stuff that looked terrible. <laughs> you know, we weren't allowed junk food in the house really. And it, it was just something that I was brought up with. And it wasn't just, oh, you can't have this. It was, if you learn about it and you learn about the ingredient and look at what what's in your food, maybe you won't want to have it either. So I was really educated, which is so special and so thankful for from a really young age about what food actually is and what it means. And, and you know, I'm, I'm also Russian. So my background, my family is such a strong culture. So we all learn to cook, you know, like all the women are in the kitchen cooking all the time. So it's, it's I've, I've had food in my life and education about food from the beginning. That's brilliant. And it, it's quite simple when you know about it, isn't it? Like all the things that you said you can't have, but in actual fact, what you can have is real food. Yeah. And it's just perspective, isn't it? It's just understanding what food is and, you know, what what's really important and valuable to put in your body. And, and you know, when you sit there and I know so many friends who are addicted to junk food and sugar and they that's their like treat you know they'll go and have a Kit Kat or a chocolate bar and I'm like when I think about what my treat is it's like you know raw cacao or you know, <laughs> like something really bland that looks ridiculous but I just love it and think it's amazing because it's nourishing my body and it feels good and you know it's, it's just perspective really in education oh there's nothing wrong with raw, raw cacao my fiance and i were addicted <laughs> yeah to dark yeah it was chocolate. a bad example that's our that's our uh that's our treat for sure but when with what you're talking about i think this is a cool thing to look at in regards to so you grew up this way so you your family values around health and cooking and com- even family connection through this aspect are really strong but you just prove yeah. that you're a human being by your, as you put it, your stubbornness and your lack of yep. respect for your other elements of your your mental health and your spiritual health and just goes to show that their areas, it's all the key areas of life that we need to nourish to ensure optimal health. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's exactly right. It's like the funny thing is that, yes, education is the answer. Yes, every, I believe that the more we understand and the more we know, the more conscious decisions we'll make. But at the end of the day, we're all human. And I might know everything that is good for my body and all the right things to do, but it doesn't mean that I'm not stubborn as hell and, you know, <laughs> won't go and do something completely the opposite because I felt like it and, and that's human behavior and that's what's so interesting and so fascinating to me as well. Oh, absolutely. I know that this chat is going to fold in uh, many different directions, but we before we <laughs> hear more about this soulful story, I just want to say, Rebecca Vexler, welcome to Your Life of Impact. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm extremely grateful to have you on the show and We've been connected by a mutual friend and a former podcast guest, actually, and that's Benny Wallington from 101 Tokens. Yes, an absolute legend. Yes, he is. He's a genuine, genuine guy. We had good fun on the podcast and I've been connected into his community as a a, a mindset coach in there as well and providing some value and I love it. But I imagine you guys roll in similar circles in regards to the startup world and the space that you're in. How is that space for you? I mean, it's very, very, very cool to say it, to say in a, in a you know, quick way. It's a very exciting place to be in, especially where Benny and I, which is mainly the eastern suburbs, it's 
such a small community. And if it wasn't for this community and this amazing, amazing time and place, I don't think we would have been as successful as we are at this point for Soul Cups. And that's a community you're in now with Soul Cups, but were you always entrepreneurial minded? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's one thing that, you know, can't escape me. I mean, I, I've been trying to start a business or doing businesses since I was in grade three in primary school. I mean, I've always been up to something and that's just, I guess that's just in your blood when, when it's, you know, but, um, yeah, the, the startup world, I, I haven't really dived into the whole tech side of things because that's a big part of the startup world. But in terms of being part of the community of, of at least where I met Benny and being part of the, the local community of the startup world, at least in Bondi, I mean, I, I grew up there, so it's, it, it it's very strongly connected and, and influential and, and really fun to, to be part of. I want to talk to you a lot about community, but before we do, tell me some of yeah. those uh, things that you said from a, from about the age of three, you've been entrepreneurial minded. What are some of the earlier businesses that might have <laughs> been similar to a lemonade stand or something like that that you've learned from? Probably the funniest one was a very, very long time ago. So when I I was in grade three. So my family business was in manufacturing products for really, really cool companies like surf companies, many that you would know, but I probably won't mention their names. And they were the main manufacturer for them. And that meant I grew up in this whole business world. And a lot of the time I would take the samples from my family that were no longer needed because they were discontinued or because they were just, you know, sample boxes of stock that already, you know, went to market and I would take them to school and sell them. (laughs) And I remember that it got so busy at one point that I actually had to hire friends to sell them for me at at (laughs) lunchtime. So that was probably one of the first successful businesses I started (laughs) until I got told to stop by my teachers. You obviously weren't selling the products to them. At a good price. I actually was, but I, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the funny thing is that they didn't really tell me to stop. They just secretly wanted to buy the stuff themselves for their own kids and, and family. So it was quite, quite funny. <laughs> so, all right, with, with the community aspect, and we talk about, you talk about the Eastern Suburbs community, but how is it for you with, with the Soul Cups? community and i love your instagram by the way the instagram page i'm going to link that up in the show notes (laughs) but with the what's the online community aspect like for you like what a and on top of that like what are some other creative ways that you guys have nourished and also tapped into other communities that's a really great question i mean I think exactly like you've mentioned before, I think the true way to connect to people is to to build a community, to build a feeling, to build an experience. And that's that's one of my most important missions that I put across in my business is that every experience you have with us is a positive one. And, and we've really trans you know translated that into our social media by using the term soulmate. That was a really big thing for us and such a fun, playful way to experience that community is basically once you have a soul cup once you're part of you know this whole thing you become a soulmate and and that's really brought an amazing community together it's so powerful and so much fun and yeah it's really special to watch grow but in in terms of other avenues I think it's really just connecting to like-minded businesses that's a huge aspect of any kind of online 
or offline success is working together, building a community of, you know, loyal friends, friends of the business, people that you look to, to work with for every campaign or every project and gain the support of. And and it must be authentic and it must be, you know, real. The reason I ask about community is because it's one of my top core values. One, because I'm from a small community and I experienced the support for my whole life and I still do. And I aim to enhance and optimize my grandparents legacy by creating a nourishing community because they were a huge they were huge community members of the small town of Cobar that I grew up in so I'm always intrigued to see and hear how other people businesses charities etc are doing this and and what they call and the way that they grow and nourish the the community aspects but I find it hard to get engagement to be honest but one thing I've learned from with my short time on this planet is that the best way to teach or coach or if you look at the leadership models I've created and teach to leaders, it's to role model the way and empower the individuals to be their best selves. And when I look at a community like Soul Cups, it's it's really interesting to hear you talk about there that the collaboration and connect with other authentic businesses how do you know if it's authentic oh that's a great question firstly i completely agree with everything you just said which is really really refreshing because it's not often you hear that from people you know that are so open about it as well and i think it really is the most important thing it's if you don't have a sense of community there's no real evolution you can't evolve you can't progress you can't change you can't learn and that comes from community it's such a you know paleolithic aspect but it's so true i mean coming back to soul it's like how do you how do you know if if a brand's authentic it it really comes down to gut feeling as well as that openness to communicate like we're a very transparent business and that's something that i communicate to my team i don't believe in you know bullshit (laughs) if i'm allowed to swear here and i also i don't have time for it in my personal life life either. I'm very open. I'm very honest. I'm very transparent. And if I don't feel innately within that that's being reciprocated or that's being, you know, received or appreciated, then it's not possible to move forward with that person or work with that person. So that's, I guess, the first thing I even say when I'm dealing with other businesses is that guys, you know, we're, we're really open. We're really transparent. If, if you think this is a partnership that you can match, then let's do it. And you know, I ask them, what do you believe in? What are your values? What is your personal life values? Do you even believe in the same thing you're doing, you know, and getting to the core of everything? How, how have you found that experience? Because I operate from that space where I'm a very values-based driven person. So are the people that are closest to me and our company, we, we have values and they're very aligned with our personal values. But in the business world, how do you find, is there often... A clash, yeah, or or, or an even non non establishment of the personal and or the business values. I mean, it depends how you look at it. I think the clash is in the the not within the business because it depends on who's running it. Do you know what I mean? So it's all circumstantial. It's basically who is the person that's creating the business? Who is the role model? Who is the founder? Who is the builder? What are their personal values? And are they aligned with the, you know, the product or the service? And usually it's quite transparent once you meet 
you know, meet them. So it's, it's like a hit or miss. It's like, if you get a good person and you get someone who has a why, then it's more most likely that that will transfer through, but it's, it's, it is difficult to manage. It is difficult to, you know, to maintain, but if you have that, you know, that belief in that true why, then it will come back. You will go back and review it. Something will remind you. I think the biggest challenge is how do you handle your clients who don't have the same values as you? So that's always going to be an issue for us is we're an environmentally conscious product with a lot of love and a lot of soul and a lot of heart. And a lot of the time clients don't necessarily care about that. They care about something else, maybe the monetary value. And it's learning how to cope and to manage that, you know, misfit (laughs) situation. And, you know, what do you do and how do you resolve things? And I guess that comes back to, like I said before, about role modeling the way right and just continuing with that Correct. drive and that passion yeah. so talk to me a little bit about this environmentally conscious approach and the push and passion for the environment because you're about ending waste and embracing taste your cups are handmade uh, <laughs> glass blown as you said and you also sell all the other waste-free products and i was reading some very alarming facts on your awesome instagram page about how much plastic pollutes our oceans every year all the harmful effects it has on the planet the fact that plastic bags are produced using things like petroleum natural gas and other chemicals in which its production is harmful to the environment so talk to me about this push and passion so i think i mean by the way that was an awesome summary (laughs) it's so important that people are educated about this like i cannot express it more and I think the biggest challenge for me has been how do you market an issue that no one either wants to talk about, no one wants to admit, or no one cares? Because that's the biggest issue with the general population is that we're so consumed within ourselves and our own problems or issues or dramas or micro worlds that no one really gives a crap about what's happening because they think, oh, it's not my problem. I'll be gone in you know 50 years or 100 years. So we're doing our best as a business to try and find a trendy, influential way through social marketing to influence people with our soul facts, which is what you were reading. But my personal passion and my love for it will definitely come down to how I was brought up. Because again, not just health, but the environment was embedded in me from a very young age. So it does come down to how I was brought up. But it's it's a general understanding within myself that what is the difference between the environment and my body because without the environment there is no body you know and that's like the best way to summarize it is if we don't look after the planet we have there's no point looking after you know that you won't be there to to look after yourself either and and it's happening a lot faster than people think or want to want to believe so it's just an all, all connected internal passion for trying to inspire people to not just be their best selves but to also you know live in a world that is its best self and and to make sure that we are accountable for our actions that's a very soulful way to look at it and back to you believe <laughs> yeah. that that's why you're here oh that's a great question i believe i believe i'm here to put my odd talent of <laughs> communicating to its best use and who knows where 
that will take me. I think if, if I could do one thing in this world, it would create a positive impact. So if I get to do it this way, I would be very, very content. What do you mean if you're already doing it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only the beginning, you know, it's, it's, it's such a small thing that we're doing, but we're, we're just going to keep trying and keep pushing until it's a big thing. Brilliant. And I guess I should point out here that when we talk about soul and soul cups, it's actually spelt S-O-L. Yes, which means sun in quite a few languages. Did that come about because of anything in particular or were you just trying to pluck names or how did that authentically arise? <laughs> well, we were coming, trying to come up with a name for a really long time and it was actually so difficult. We just couldn't agree. And I'm talking we as me and my mother, who is my business partner. And we <laughs> we struggled for so long. And I have an absolute obsession for Spanish music and Spanish culture. And I was listening to a song by Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> and he sings it in one of the songs. And my mother the day before had come up with the name as well. Like she proposed it to me. And we just kept hearing the word soul in all these funny, strange circumstances. And it just kept being repeated. And we just thought, wow, this actually fits so well with what we're trying to express. And I just kept hearing it. And it was just, that was it. We just decided it works perfectly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really ironic I love story. It. Apart from the Enrique Iglesias, <laughs> how do I pronounce his name? No, you're doing well. <laughs> Let's just say in, in Enrique, apart from Enrique's uh, dance-offs that you and your mum probably have and your sing-alongs, yes. what's it like doing business with your mum? <laughs> it's, it's really, really special. It's, it's one of those things where if you think about your relationship with your parents, it's the most honest, open, you know, authentic relationship you can have and they will always know you better than anyone else. So the blessing that is this partnership is that because we're so open and honest and there's no hiding and there's, you know, no, no, you know, sugarcoating anything. We're absolutely just saying it how it is. At least I am. That's my personality. We can really achieve the best results because you're not scared to say how you feel or what you think because, you know, it's, it's your family. It's unconditional. And if you have a little bit of an argument for 10 seconds, it doesn't really matter because it came from a loving place and you get over it. So, you know, that, that's the beauty. We produce the best possible result because there's no hiding. Beautiful. What about away from you, mum? What are some of the other bigger challenges within business for you? Oh, challenges, I guess, learning to create more balance in my life, which was, you know, the lesson that I learned when I, when I became quite unwell was learning how to not feel like you have to do 150% effort 24 seven. So the challenge that I will always face forever is just learning to not be so hard on myself and, you know, actually sit back for two minutes every now and then and just breathe and say like, you know, everything was under control. So yeah, I guess that will always be a challenge and, and just managing growth, learning how to, you know, manage an international company and, and make it stable. On that personal level that you just mentioned there, the, the challenges, in what way, what emotional states would you say that they manifest themselves that people could relate to? Like, for example, 
stress or anxiety or frustration you know all of us humans experience these yeah absolutely um yeah i think i think maybe stress and anxiety are a really good way to summarize it because although i'm not a anxious person naturally it's not something that i sort of live but when it comes to achieving something i'm not a perfectionist but i have very high expectations of myself and and that comes from, you know, inner drive and inner passion, which I can't really define. I've been asked it many times. I don't know where it really comes from. But, yeah, that over-expectation of yourself to achieve or to perform or to, you know, if we look at it in a smaller way, you know, answer emails straight away, answer every message, answer every phone call. You know, it's, it's learning how to take that anxiety or that stress of having to do it straight away and make it more realistic and realize that you know, people, no one's holding a gun to your head basically. And, and that's, that's really important to understand in startup world that you're not going to miss the opportunity if you reply in 15 minutes because you need to finish the task and prioritize. And, you know, like it's, it's about prioritizing and management and system processes, but I can talk about that later. <laughs> what are some of the, you mentioned meditation before and yeah. sitting back and taking a breath. What are some of your key coping strategies for these human experiences that you have that we all experience i would definitely recommend to stand up <laughs> as simple as it sounds i um if i ever feel overwhelmed or i just you know i have too much in front of my face on the laptop or the computer and it's just too much going on i literally my favorite coping mechanism is just stand up and walk outside or talk, you know, go to do something else for a second, you know, pat the dog, we've got the dog in the office or, you know, do some squats and, and just do something that's a little bit different from the exercise you're doing. So use a different part of your brain essentially for a moment and then come back to it and have a breather or drink some water or, you know, jump up and down, <laughs> you know, whatever it is to just step out and step back in. Yeah, nice. That, exactly right. Link the left and right brain, change your state, change your environment. Yeah. Breathing is obviously a big one. You've mentioned that a couple of times. Yes. Awesome. But exactly what you said about the left and right brain, that's a huge thing that I've I've really understood with especially any coping mechanism is if you can, you know, rewire that and make sure that you're using both right and left as a form of meditation, as a form of, you know, resetting. Really, really fascinating stuff coming from research about all of that and I really believe in it. Yeah, it's it is phenomenal. And when I look at that from a physical coaching perspective, for example, I have people who are doing rehab for an Achilles tendon and there can be very linear approach to that. But what I do is I get cross body movement, I get flow challenges, I'll yes. throw in uh, mental challenges in with the physical movement because I know that when we stimulate the left and right brain, we release uh neurochemicals and we get this amazing balance of the hormones that we need and the physiological change that we need internally so exactly i can see why that strategy for you to get up in the office and do the movement and all those kind of things really links in and works yeah no you're so spot on i love it i love the whole science behind it and i could talk about it forever <laughs> we might have to do another podcast where we just openly chat about anything like that <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so actually, while we're talking about it, where do you learn that kind of stuff? Because I'm addicted to listening to other podcasts and audio books and things like that. Where does your fascination and your learning come from in those areas? So I really have been so bad lately with podcasts and everyone I know has been telling me some amazing people to listen to and I just haven't had a chance. But prior to this, I was so old school. I, especially since I was about 18, I was, I've been obsessed with the uh, learning about psychology and human behavior. And since then I had quite a few number of mentors. So I'd find these incredible geniuses and these incredible people that I would just annoy <laughs> basically to have coffee with me or to sit down with me and talk with me once, once a month or once every couple of weeks and just learn as much as I could, as well as, you know, books. And, and I studied a little bit in university and, and all that jazz. So wherever I can learn, I will. And I think this, my love for psychology and human behavior has just been in me forever. And it's just the way my brain functions. And I think when your brain works like that, you'll always be learning about it. And whether it's through experience, somebody else or you know, another source, it's, it's just ongoing constantly. Talk to me a little bit about annoying mentors because I have done the same approach where I've packed up and moved across the country to be closer to mentors. I've paid out of my own pocket and spent months in America to be closer to mentors and learn from them. Uh, in actual fact, a big part of the reason why we moved to the Gold Coast where we're living now is to be closer to uh, Nam Baldwin, who's a really close mentor and now friend of mine. So when you say that you annoyed them, what, in <laughs> what way did you uh, know that that was the right thing to do? I think that was just it was just a natural instinct. That's just the way I, I am, I guess. It's one of those things where if I – see an opportunity or a situation where I know that this will be incredible and inspiring, then why, what's there to stop me? Like I'm someone who could, I could be sitting in a coffee shop and there's like someone, you know, across the room from me by themselves and they're reading a book. And I think that book is brilliant. I will go up to them and start talking to them. Like I'm not scared, I guess. And I'm excited about, you know, talking to new people and, and sharing things. So it's just this natural instinct. Like one of the mentors was, this amazing guy who was a head educator and founder of an NLP school in Sydney, which I had no idea about back then. And I was in a coffee shop and I had a book under my arm and he tapped me on the shoulder and was like, can I borrow that book? <laughs> and I'd never met him in my life, complete stranger. And I said, yes, sure. How will I get it back from you? You know, and he, he took a photo of me and sent a text with the photo and his number and said, I'll call you in three weeks and I'll arrange for you to, you know, come and get it or ship it out to you. And three weeks later, uh, we ended up catching up for a coffee with him and his wife. And they're quite an, an older couple in, in like their late 50s, 60s and had the most fascinating conversation I've ever had in my life about psychology of language and human behavior. And, you know, that was one of the ways that I met one of my, my first mentors. So, you know, it's it's just about learning from people and, and not being scared or, you know, not being feared of people if you ask something or go for something. I love that. That's brilliant. I, I'm definitely going to pick your brain about that conversation another time. What about you as a mentor to yeah. others? Are you seeing that already? How do you feel about being a mentor? I absolutely love it. I love it. It was something that I, I did a lot when I first did my, my very first startup, which was very successful for the first couple of months of it. And because I got so unwell and it all happened, I had to just throw it away. But 
something that I was doing on the side was actually mentoring other people in creating their own startup and inspiring people or empowering people is something that I'm so naturally, you know, in love with. And that's probably why I became a personal trainer as well. You know, so I was always mentoring, always coaching, whether it was by accident or not, whether it was my friends or people I'd meet in, you know, coffee shop or whatever it was. And then I really pursued that as I've grown older, I've, I've really, really want to help as many people as I can. And, and that also, you know, even the people who work with us, that's something I always offer is mentorship, anything they want to learn, anything they want that can help them to start their own business or create something. I'm always there to support and, and, and you know, embrace and, and keynote speaking, mentoring, educating, anything in that realm, I absolutely adore. I imagine, so you talked about people that work for you. Do you have staff members? Yeah, yeah. We've got a really beautiful team, really, really amazing people. I would believe that too because the way that you talk, coming from that authentic place and even just the word that you use of empowering. And like I said before, you know, that's what I teach in a leadership model and in every element it's important because – you know the the what's the saying the ship rises uh the, the ship elevates with a rising tide so if you want the the ship to elevate that being your business then you create that rising tide and that comes from empowering the individuals that's right yeah exactly exactly that's really beautifully said so question then with the business where is it all heading what are some of your shorter term yeah. goals and also some of your big audacious visions oh very exciting time well we're we're still in that just about to get out of the startup phase you know we're we're working so hard and we're just under two years old and we've got a really special team here and we've just launched a couple weeks ago we've launched in New Zealand the UK and Europe but we were previously anyway working within Singapore and Canada and trickling in the USA slowly, quietly. <laughs> but obviously we've done all of Australia as well, which is very, very exciting. So short-term goals is to just take it to the next level, to really take a, on board the UK and Europe and New Zealand and, and do an exceptional job and, and make sure that we have such a, you know, the same amount of clients that we have in Australia and, and we just love them to death and so grateful for them and, and just work really hard to make that happen. And then long-term goals is, you know, we're, we're constantly developing our product line and, and making really new, inspiring things come out and make sure that we maintain our innovation and maintain our authenticity. And who knows where it will take us. I mean, so many ideas and so many new products that I'm playing with and considering, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> so when you say that you're in Europe and the UK now, is that online sales? How do you distribute over there? So we have we have an so we have an actual UK company and an actual New Zealand company. So we have a we have a team in the UK that is you know directly contacted uh, connected with us. So it's not distributed; it is a Soul Cups company. So we have a warehouse facility, and we do wholesale and retail, but we also do the online side of things. And the same thing in New Zealand as well. Brilliant. That's that's good to know. I'm, my fiance is from Sweden, and uh, she'll be very happy to know. And we'll get the, get the Swedish people involved with the Soul Cups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, before we wrap up, I've got a few more questions and this one I asked to all my guests. What specific advice can you give to the listeners on what action they can take to become more impactful in their lives and in their communities? 
the most important advice I can give you is don't be scared of your own opinion and make sure that if you have an idea or you have a thought or a belief, do not be scared to say something and to do something because people are so precious about thinking that just because I'm one person doesn't mean I'll be able to create an impact or achieve anything. Well, clearly that's absolute bullshit and you can and it doesn't really take much work. It just takes you being able to actually speak out loud and actually you know, get off your bum and create a movement, create a scene. You know, when you're on the aeroplane and you've got your own soul cup, why not ask the flight attendant to fill that up with water instead of the plastic cup that they give? You know, don't be scared to to argue or reflect or, you know, caution or give your opinion or, you know, whatever it is that you can do in all these little small ways. And that can create a huge ripple effect and an impact. I love it. That's brilliant. Now, where can we learn more about you, social media, website or anything like that? And then how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? (laughs) We're we're definitely, we're online, just soulcups.com and same thing for Instagram, just at soulcups. And we've got lots of blogs and stories on there and you can become a soulmate. And if there's one thing you can do to help me, that is just have a proper internal look about how much plastic is in your life and how much waste is in your life. And if there's one thing you can swap or change as in what habit you have, so maybe it's your coffee cup, maybe it's your water bottle, maybe it's your plastic bag, if there's one thing you can commit to for, you know, a whole month just to to really get it in there, that that would that would make a huge, huge difference. Brilliant. Once again, that's great advice and we'll be helping you on your journey in that way. And I encourage all the listeners, when you make that change of one thing, when you listen to this episode, tag us and uh, so tag me and tag Rebecca or Soul Cups on social media when you do it and be proud because that helps with the ripple effect. Exactly. That's beautiful. So one of my top core values, Rebecca, is giving and I give all my guests a gift for giving their time and value and once again thank you so much for doing that so for you I'm giving you a couple of gifts actually and the first one I'll send you (laughs) is one of our charity teas our life teas where we donate 100% of the profits to the chosen charity and this shirt that I'm going to send you is the souls change souls range that we had uh, one of the athletes help design and that's raised money for a charity called souls for souls that donate new and partly worn shoes to communities and individuals in in need so i'm going to send you one of those that that is so brilliant (laughs) i'm gonna wear it every single day to work now i will take a photo for you (laughs) that is amazing and please also share share the info of those charities and and that whole that whole thing because we'd love to to be involved as well it sounds amazing absolutely i look forward to seeing the the shirt on and those posts i thought it was pretty unique actually with the name linkage so i thought that would suit really well now the second gift yeah this is one that i decided on before our awesome chat today before i learned all your deeper desires around human behavior and our our connection there now but the second gift is a pass into 
uh, our mental strength training online program. So this one teaches habits, tools, and strategies for us to optimize our lives. I come from an emotional intelligence perspective. It's all about human behavior. So we'd be extremely grateful to have you in that community and help you on your journey and also to get your feedback from your deeper awareness and knowledge in this space already. Ah, That is so amazing of you. Thank you so much. Really, that's amazing. That's like exactly what I love. So I would be honored to be part of it. Oh, we're looking forward to it. Now, is there anything else that you would like to say to the listeners or anything that you'd like to ask me? Oh, I have plenty of questions for you. (laughs) but I don't know how much time you have. I mean, I'd love to learn more about your background and and sort of how you got involved in everything because it seems we're quite connected on that psychology side of things and that whole science as well. It's what I'm, what I really love to learn about. So, I mean, same thing as you are ask me I guess where's your key knowledge coming from yeah great question and I reflect on this a bit when I've been asked on other podcast interviews in a similar sort of way but to be honest my I've always been interested in human performance I've worked in high performance sport my whole career and I was an athlete uh, for a few years at the Australian Institute of Sport so it was always you know performance 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 but in the last few years I've realized that human performance is driven by human behavior and so still working in high performance sport with some of the world's best Olympians and Paralympians, the country's best footballers, I started to realize that actually I'm really intrigued by who these people are, not what they do and that led me to doing lots of different studies so you mentioned NLP before and you know I've gone down that route but more so the emotional intelligence and learning acceptance and commitment therapy and then learning through experience and I had a major adversity in in my life three and a half years ago that I've been very open about and that just took me on an emotional journey like what you experienced with your chronic fatigue and just mapping it all together just really allowed me to to experience what I wanted to experience more often and that was connection and learning about people but then helping people become the best version of themselves and bringing every element of my understanding of human behavior into that realm. Yeah, amazing. No, that's a, that's really, really inspiring and incredible because I think, I mean, just to have a little rebut, I think the, the most true and, you know, real advice or mentorship that you can give will only ever come from experience because you can learn about it forever until you truly understand what it means to be challenged or to, you know, to face issues where you don't, you can't control the situation. Like you, you physically, emotionally and mentally cannot change this, but you can change how you respond and how you act and how you grow. And when you actually experience all of that, that's when you can look back and say, wow, well, guess what? Now I have this amazing tool that I cannot just share with myself, but share with those around me. And, you know, that's what's so inspiring. Yeah, exactly. And that's the difference from learning it from a textbook and regurgitating to learning it from material, experiencing it internally, having compassion and empathy and uh, coaching as opposed to just teaching and speaking it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Now, there's definitely going to be a part two or I'm just going to call you every day and we're going to have a chat. However, that 
that unfolds. We've got a lot to, to catch up on now that we've been connected. But before I let Sounds you go good. from from this round one, we're going to have the fast five questions that I haven't actually told you about. So this is just a bit of a fun way to finish. No. <laughs> and you okay. don't I don't want you to give yourself too much time, just sort of whatever comes to mind and rolls off the tongue. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. What's one habit you wish you could change? Oh, my God. I should stop swearing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you've done pretty well this time because uh, I think you said shit a couple of times, but it was no F-bombs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it wasn't good. I was well-behaved. I'm working on it. <laughs> well, maybe that habit's already starting to change. There you go. <laughs> uh, what makes you feel absolutely Pumped and exhilarated and energized. Exercise. <laughs> same, same. Now, have you ever washed a dog? Uh, all the time. <laughs> well, I have, have a dog. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you'd be surprised, actually. I grew up washing dogs and uh, I was surprised when <laughs> my fiance told me one day that she'd never washed a dog and I started to ask that question to a lot of people and it's actually a common thing. <laughs> <laughs> When I was little, I wanted to become a vet. So I did everything you can imagine to do with volunteering with animals. I've, I've watched many dogs. <laughs> oh, there you go. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? The same advice that I shared with you before, which was don't be scared of your own opinion. And what are you most grateful for in your life right now? My grandparents. Beautiful. Rebecca, you're a legend. You're inspiring generations to be <laughs> in touch with their purpose in an ethical, sustainable and financially rewarding way. Keep shining your environmentally friendly, authentic and soulful light to the world. Thank you so much for having me. It was really, it was such a pleasure and I hope we can definitely catch up again. There's no doubt about that one. Thanks again, legend. Boom! There she is. Make sure you jump online and follow Soul Cups. That's at S-O-L-C-U-P-S. And support Rebecca, her mum, her awesome team, and of course, the environment. If you're not now thinking that you can do more in your life and for this planet, then maybe you were listening with your ears closed. <laughs> it certainly got me thinking more, even more, about my footprint on this planet in many different ways. So you can start making your difference today with a soul water bottle or a soul cup or any of their other environmentally friendly products like their soul pouch or tote bag, which you'll see on their sites. Rebecca the Legend sent Marie and I some soul products that we're loving and super grateful for. We got the large coffee cup, the water bottle, and their tote bag. And I'm not gonna lie, the water bottle came in a cool little environmentally friendly bag. And we've even used that bag to take our bottle of red wine to the picnic on the hill at the beach at our favorite place here on the coast. <laughs> so you can be creative and use these awesome products in many different ways. Just like Rebecca suggested in her advice to us, like using their coffee glass to get your water refill on the plane instead of getting the plastic cup handed to you. And be sure to follow me on social media at Life for Excellence. That's at L I F E F O R X L N S for your chance to be part of the giveaways. And also tag us wherever you're listening to the show. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.